Well, welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nostrum Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Uh, guys, Austin will be joining us in a few moments, I believe. We haven't not yet spoken this morning. I'm hoping everything's going well with him at the house. But the reality is this. We're in a situation right now where the world and the United States has basically been put under this, how should I say, spell of this Kabbalah group that has actually now injected over 5 billion people globally with the kill shot. This is this is planetary genocide on a, basically on, a, on an unbelievable, unprecedented scale that we've never heard of before. And we're in a situation where if we don't tighten it down right now as quickly as we possibly can and start telling our people what's happening to them in the hospitals when they get put in there because of red desivir, uh, there are going to be more and more deaths. Mortuaries yep. are being overwhelmed. Hey, Austin, mortuaries are being overwhelmed all over the country right now. Bloomberg, which is a Rothschild cutout, has said that the fast-spreading Delta virus has flooded hospitals across the South. It's killed more people in Florida and Louisiana than the darkest days of the pandemic winter and left so many COVID patients gasping for breath that in some places face shortages of medical oxygen. The harsh reality, likely fueled by a failure of adequately vaccinated most vulnerable this is why he's a rough, he's got a Rothschild cutout has undercut the best efforts of the Florida governor around DeSantis and other Republican leaders to simply move past COVID. In other words, they're not going to, they don't want Ron DeSantis to move past COVID. I had another friend of mine this morning just died on the remdesivir 70 year old man. I've known him for over 50 years and he basically was put into the hospital, put on a ventilator, put on remdesivir, full cascading, full organ failure this morning. And he's died now. He's got four daughters and his entire family is completely and totally basically mentally and, and spiritually just devastated by the fact that they've lost their father. They lost the grandfather and he's gone. And he was a very successful engineer here in central Florida. And he's the one that I told you about the other day whose doctor had given him hydrochloroquine to take in order to basically be healthy. And his cardiologist, because he'd had a stroke about a few months back, had told him under no way he could take the hydrochloroquine. So what ended up happening is he didn't take it. He wasn't allowed to take basically ivermectin. He got sick, got put in a hospital, got put on a ventilator, and now he's passed on. And my deepest condolences to the family. But here's the thing. How long are we going to allow this unbelievable, senseless genocide of the entire population to continue on the planet? How long are we going to continue to allow the alt-media that is pushing vaccines in some cases and pushing hospitalizations in some cases and the mainstream media, which is all they push, to be our primary input as far as what we believe and what we don't believe. And guys, here's the thing. If we don't do what we're supposed to do, if we don't act like we're supposed to do with our family, you know, then shame on us if we can't tell the truth. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Right now, this is so very, very, very important that I cover this. Right now, we have a full-blown coup of the entire planet taking place and if you didn't listen to yesterday's show you need to listen to yesterday's show because they're pulling the set down right now around us they're showing us the bricks at the back of the theater right now as we speak why are they doing that well because they can no longer control the play that they've been playing for us they can no longer make us do what we want to do when they want us to do it and so what they do instead now they decide they're going to come in now and they're going to basically destroy the planet do what they want to do. This whole group has come in now. And what just happened with the Sackler family? The Sackler family now has basically avoided prosecution for what they've done. They're going to walk away with tens of billions of dollars from all of the people that they've killed with their OxyContin and all the drugs that they pushed. And nobody's going to be able to go after them. They're going to be immune from prosecution. And there's a really interesting 
verse in Galatians 6, and it said, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man's going to reap what he sows. And for the one who sows to please his sinful nature, from this, that nature he will also reap destruction. And the one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This is an interesting article from the Burning Platform. They start off with scripture. And then it's so funny to me, and it's not, not funny as far as, you know, funny, funny, but it's ironic. Then they quote George Carlin. Now, he uses some bad words in here, but I want to read you what he says. And he goes, I have – I'm not going to use the bad words. He goes, I have certain rules I live by. My first rule is I don't believe anything the government tells me. Sooner or later, the people in this country are going to realize the government does not give a about them. The government doesn't care about you or your children or your rights or your welfare or your safety. It simply doesn't give a about you. It's interested in its own power, and the only thing that's keeping it going is expanding it wherever possible. Now, he goes on to say that I attempted to make the case the ruthless billionaire oligarchs and their bought-off lackey whores in government, media, academia, corporations, the military-industrial complex, the sick care industry. Notice he doesn't call it the health care industry. He calls it the sick care industry, and the Federal Reserve have been used during this engineered pandemic to further consolidate and expand their wealth, power, and control over a frightened and willfully ignorant, compliant populace. In the months since that article, the powers that be have ramped up to fear, increased their coercive mandates, and reinstated mask mandates, and instituted vaccine passports in liberal bastion centers around America. It's getting much, much worse. I see in these ham-handed authoritarian dictates as a sign of weakness, and their false narrative is now beginning to fall apart. And this is what's happening, isn't it? This is what always happens with tyrants. As they, people start to wake up and start to kick back, all of a sudden they get more and more and more draconian in their legislation. They become more and more and more draconian in what they're trying to force you to do, and they try to basically destroy everything. And I'm going to say this to you, and this is really, really important right now. We all need to be aware of what they're doing on a macro environmental scale as far as global genocide. It's happening right now around us, and they're using the stressors that they're putting on us to create problems for everybody, even at a basic family level. You know, husbands and wives are fighting, kids are fighting, everybody's fighting because of the stress of having people in the hospital, people dying around you, people being sick, people coughing up blood. All of this stuff is happening right now as we speak. Because they have unleashed a bioweapon, and now we have this Wu variant that basically is going to even be worse, they say, than the last Delta variant, which I told you guys two months ago that this was going to happen. And after this one blows through, they'll have another Epsilon variant or whatever they want to call it. And it's going to continue on and on and on. The crazy part now is a judge ordered that a hospital had to give ivermectin to the patient because he had a prescription for it. The hospital basically took it to court, and now another judge has overruled the first judge and said a hospital cannot be told what to do as far as treatment protocol because apparently the cocktail of drugs this patient was on, in my opinion, was preventing the ivermectin from working properly. So the judge then said that the hospital can do whatever they want, which I'm sure is going to include, and has not already included, remdesivir, which we know causes kidney failure within five days and cascading organ failure within ten. And this is what they've done to us over the past year and a half. This is why so many people have died in the hospitals. Why? Because of the cocktail of drugs, particularly the remdesivir, that they know causes organ failure. It's a genocidal drug that's being used on purpose by the hospitals because the lackeys in the AMA, the lackeys in the CDC, 
the lackey physicians that are doing this and knowing knowing good and well they're killing the patients with it continue to prescribe it because it's the standard medical procedure because they've been trained now like lab rats for the past 60, 70, 80 years that if they follow the standard medical procedure, it doesn't make one bit of difference if the people die from that procedure because they are no longer held liable from the court of law. They cannot be sued if they're following the standard medical procedure. If they deviate, from the standard medical procedure, and they give a person ivermectin, which the AMA has now said you cannot be used for COVID, then what happens is, or hydroxychloroquine, when you find out suddenly that you're stepping away from the standard medical procedure, if that person dies, now you are subject to a lawsuit. And if the hospital does it, they're subject to the lawsuit. It's something that we need to understand. So guys, we all need to work together and realize that the stressors that we're being going and being put through right now are unprecedented as far as in our, in, in our entire lifetimes. That's why it's so important. I just and I prayed for you guys just a few minutes ago to continue to rely on Christ Jesus because he is the author and he is the finisher and he is the perfecter of our faith. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to keep our hearts and our minds in Jesus all the time. We have to pray more than we've ever prayed before because if we don't, we're going to fall into this negativity of what's going on around us, and it's going to overwhelm us. It is. I'm telling you guys right now, it's going to overwhelm you if you do not keep your hearts and your minds in Christ because without him, we simply have no hope at this point. And that's why I keep telling you guys this, and I told you this for years ago. I had multiple people complain to me, oh, we all love the show, but it's always about Jesus. What's well, going to always be about Jesus? My response is always, if you don't like the fact that it's about Jesus, go listen to a heathen talk show. Joe Rogan will take care of that. He'll curse for you, use God's name in vain, use every filthy word he can find, sit around and get drunk on the set, smoke dope, smoke pot, smoke cigars, whatever he wants to do. Doesn't make any difference. If that's what you want to listen to, listen to that. But he will give you no hope. He has no hope. He has no hope because without Christ Jesus and without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, unless we have the peace that passes all understanding through the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the relationship with Christ, there is no hope right now. That's just the bottom line on all this stuff. That's why I continually tell you that Christ is the only answer we have. And I told you last week, the pastors are absolutely not going to do anything in aggregate. There are some good pastors that are telling the truth around the country. But they've been programmed by their Masonic lackeys that came into the churches back in the 50s and the 60s and took over the elders and the deacon boards and the pastorship in some cases, along with the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church. They're not, they're not going to allow the church to become a force again like it once was. Now, whether you like Catholics or don't like Catholics, that's beside the point here. I'm going to say something to you. Back in the 50s, the Catholic Church was extremely powerful before it was infiltrated by the Masons. And I remember Catholic churches, people having altars in their homes – doing communion in their homes on an ongoing basis, having four, five, six, eight, ten children on an ongoing basis because they were Catholic, and they were continuing going to Mass every single Sunday. You say, well, the Catholic Church says, well, okay, stop. I'm not going there. I'm telling you the Catholic Church was a force to be reckoned with 60, 70 years ago. I remember it as a child. That's not true anymore. They have a pope who's a complete liberal. They have a pope who's pro-gay. They have a pope who's basically pro, pro one world order. They have a pope that was directly involved with Operation Condor in South America, working with the CIA to turn over his own parishioners to be killed. They've got that pope right now who's in the pocket of the new world order or the Kabbalist bankers. That's who they have. And so that happened to the Catholic Church, and it happened to the Protestant Church, and it was done on purpose to dismantle Christianity and any type of religious institutions that had any kind of power in the United States to bring us under a secularized new world order under a Kabbalist group of people who were basically going to bring us into a Luciferian dictatorship. That's what the goal was, and they're well on their ways of achieving it. 
Now, let's take a look real quick about the case against the COVID mRNA vaccine. This is something that we need to look at real quick. This is an article that Paul Craig Roberts had written, and I want to share with you about this real quick. It says, the powerful case against the COVID mRNA vaccine. Here are the facts. Israel confirmed faces from July the 4th to July 31st, and now they're finding out that 77% of the cases that are coming into the hospitals have been vaccinated, right? Over the age of 90, it's 87% of the people have been vaccinated. In Gibraltar, it has a 99% vaccination rate. Austin and I visited Gibraltar years ago. I'm going to tell you a little funny story real quick. We were sitting up on the Rock of Gibraltar, and we were basically looking over the ocean at the Pillars of Hercules, looking over Morocco, and a Barbary ape, a monkey, actually walked up to Austin, liked Austin. He was about 10 years old, and climbed up and started sitting on top of Austin's shoulders and tried to climb on his head. (laughs) I kid you not. So Gibraltar always has a special place in my heart because I remember that because it was funny. And I've got pictures of Austin doing having this monkey climb up on top of him. But Gibraltar has a 99% vaccination rate since June the 1st. However, it's had a 2,500% increase in COVID cases. This, is, this, this means the vaccine is completely useless. The vaccine is the pandemic, and we need to understand that. Now, what they're doing now, they have a new word they're saying, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Remember the big farmer shields? I told you they were going to do this. Fauci has said, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, quote, unquote. Walensky has said, quote, unquote, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The German health minister has now said it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Why? Because the media is controlled by the CIA in all of these instances, and they give them talking points. That's what they do. These are the shills. They use the same identical words on their cue cards every single day, and we need to understand this. This massive outbreak of new COVID cases in the most vaccinated countries, Israel, 84 percent, Iceland, 95 percent, Gibraltar, 99 percent has made it completely clear that the mRNA vaccine does not protect anyone against this quote-unquote bioweapon. Fauci, who's been a lifelong shield for Big Pharma, he's delighted. His solution to the failure of the vaccine is more vaccine. Booster shots are needed every five to eight months. No, it's every three months, according to keep COVID at bay. And it will never, ever end. And when they get you to the point where you're sick as a dog on COVID, and you're basically, or whatever this bioweapon is, we don't have any really knowing that it's COVID or not. And then you have comorbidities and you have a compromised immune system. And then you go to the hospital, they'll put you on a ventilator, they'll kill you with remdesivir. You won't get treatment with effective cures. You know, instead you go to Japan or India or any of the African countries, you know, basically, and basically get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. But you're not allowed to do that here in the United States. It's only in the English-speaking countries, the U.S., Western Europe, and Israel, that the population is unable to get effective and safe treatment for COVID. These are betrayed people who have been infected again and again and again with a deadly MNR vaccine. The insane Israel, COVID czar, is advocating its fourth booster shot of the identical vaccine that has caused tens of thousands of deaths and hundreds of thousands of injuries in Israel right now because they don't care about the Jews in Israel. They don't care about the Christians in our country. They don't care about Hindus or Muslims. These are Kabbalists. These are Luciferians. This is a synagogue of Satan that's running this show. And they don't care about anybody that has a relationship with God. The agenda is not the health of the public. Obviously, they only want more variants as far as the, the New World Order, more COVID cases, more deaths, and more health injuries, which will help to scare the sheep. They get even more vaccines, make even more money as they extract the final bit of wealth out of the country as they reduce the population, according to the Deagle of the United States, to 100 million within four years. And the population of the entire world down to 500 million within, I guess, another 15 or 20 years. I don't know what they're planning on doing with this global genocide. But with 5 billion, 5 billion people vaccinated with a death shot right now, 
Why in the world can't people wake up? Or are, those, or are they so scared, Austin, that they don't know what to do? And they're terrified of the truth that they don't want to look at it. Or, is it they, or have they just been so programmed because of the new world order and its control of the media and its flicker rates and its subliminal advertising and marketing? And because of Hollywood with its atavistic, Christ, atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ, are they so brainwashed at this point and so dumbed down with fluoride and other drugs that they're just willing to acquiesce to global genocide and planetary genocide? What do you think, Austin? Why won't people stand up? Well, I think one of the things that's happening right now that people have still haven't quite grasped is that the hospitals are inadvertently causing the deaths of millions of people all across the country. I have two funerals to go to this week. Um, one of them is a close friend of mine, had a huge electric company. His dad basically started having shortness of breath, caught COVID, went to the hospital. They immediately started him on remdesivir. I'm the person who's involved in this. Start him on remdesivir. He called me up, asked me what was going on. He said his dad was getting progressively worse really fast. I said, dude, you need to get him on vitamin C. You need to get him on ivermectin. You got to do something now. I said, you got to get him off remdesivir. They immediately got him off remdesivir. Next day, oxygen levels were still falling, liver and kidney values through the roof. They put him on a ventilator, dead the next day. Had almost exact same thing happen to my buddy, good friend, his granddad. They're basically doing that. I yesterday I had an individual come over, big uh, home inspection company. Didn't really know him from before. Talked to him yesterday in detail. Actually, ended up talking about an hour at the house. I had to upgrade the insurance on my home, so I wanted to get a full home inspection on. So he came over, and first when we first started kind of talking outside, and I said I just want to kind of be straight up with you. I said, Have you had the shot? And he goes, Heck no, man. I'm not getting that shot. And I said, Well, that was the right answer. And he goes, Dude, I got COVID four weeks ago. I said, really? I said, what happened? He goes, well, I'm going to tell you what happened. This is just, 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 just direct conversation I'm having with this guy out in my driveway yesterday. And he goes, my whole family got it. Everybody got on ivermectin. They bounced back immediately. I was the last one to get it. We ran out of ivermectin, and we were trying to find it at a pharmacy around here because they'd been sold out. I said, yeah. I said, I know. I've personally seen that. He goes, so I started monitoring my oxygen levels by about the fourth or fifth day. He goes, I, my oxygen started dropping. He said, I'm overweight. He's, he's about 280 pounds. He used to train real heavy, but he hadn't, you know, is he's still strong, but he just, he needed to drop some weight. He, he, he knew that. And so he said, I just wanted to get in the hospital, get on some oxygen. Got in there. He goes, already started feeling better with some O2. And he goes, they immediately started me on an IV. And he said, within two days of being in the hospital, he goes, I couldn't hold my bowels anymore. I was unbelievably nauseous. I couldn't move at all. My body was aching so bad, and my wife couldn't figure out what was going on, so she asked for basically a drug list of what they had me on. And he said the first thing at the top of the list, they had me on remdesivir intravenous, and my wife pulled it up and absolutely had a conniption fit. She said the first main side effect – of remdesivir is respiratory failure. The next one is organ impairment. The next one is low potassium, low red blood cell count, elevated bilirubin, which is jaundice, gastrointestinal distress, and at the very top of the list, increase in levels of liver enzymes have been seen in people with receiving remdesivir with a sign of significant inflammation and damage to the cells in the liver. She goes, I want him off this now. They take him off of it. Within two to three days of coming off of it, he said his entire energy changed. 
He said he started feeling better. His wife was having to sneak him in ivermectin into the hospital because the doctors refused to give it to him. They said, if you're not going to take remdesivir, we're not giving you ivermectin. His wife said, okay. So she started bringing him in basically 18 milligrams a day of ivermectin. He walked out of the hospital less than a week later. Still is having a ton of issues from the drugs, though. He said he lost 30 pounds in over a week in the hospital, and he said it was almost all muscle weight. He said he's unbelievably weak right now. He still basically is getting blood work done almost every two weeks, and his liver and his kidney values are still not where they need to be. He said they're much, much better, but they're still very, very elevated as far as his liver enzymes. And I told him, I said, so you know what's going on. He said, yeah. He goes, I started researching. He goes, they're killing everybody with remdesivir. He said, this drug is so unbelievably toxic. And he brought something up that I wasn't even sure about. And I checked it, and he was absolutely right. When you remember back about, uh, what was it, 2016, 2017, when you started hearing about all these individuals in Africa that were having the issues with Ebola. A lot of people remember that. It was like 13 to 16, the big West uh, Ebola uh, pandemic. What nobody realized about, they started running trials on individuals in Africa with remdesivir during that Ebola outbreak. Remember what started happening to everybody in Africa? They started bleeding rectally, bleeding from their eyes, going into full-blown organ shutdown failure to the point when they were autopsying them later. Some of their organs were literally almost mush. And they said, it was Ebola. It was Ebola. Ebola is killing everybody. Now, I'm not claiming that Ebola wasn't killing people in West Africa back in that time. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying now is I did not realize until I did the research, and you can even look it up on Wikipedia, remdesivir, and I quote, remdesivir was rapidly pushed through clinical trials for the West African Ebola virus epidemic from 2013 to 2016 and was used on the African population with the disease. They were giving people with Ebola remdesivir to see what it would do to them. And sure enough, you guys remember what started happening with all the individuals that were dropping dead over there. And remember, in some some villages, you had the militia that were coming in and running out the doctors that were administering these drugs because they said that they were the ones coming in and killing. Now, again, I'm not – I wasn't in Africa. I'm not going to tell you that's exactly what happened. I'm telling you that's what Wikipedia said as far as they started testing on individuals in Africa with Ebola. Is it ironic to anybody else now that I've literally – this is like almost the 10th person I've talked to now who's either died or barely made it out of the hospital that was immediately put on remdesivir, which is an antiviral drug, which literally – melts your liver and your kidneys. I mean, it grenades them. It literally is like throwing a frag grenade in your liver. The the liver values go up so fast, it starts causing jaundice in less than 10 days in some cases. Now, does anybody else find that remotely coincidental that we're now seeing all these people dying from organ failure? You've now got these doctors coming and saying, we've never seen this before. It's an upper respiratory virus, and it's causing kidney and liver failure. It's attacking the kidneys and liver. No, it's not. COVID SARS, SARS COVID 2, an upper respiratory virus, has never been linked to organ failure of the kidneys and liver. There's actually never been a respiratory virus that has ever been linked to kidney and liver failure, ever. It never happened. What's happened is the people are going into the hospital that need oxygen and need some mild therapy and probably need basically the uh, the um, the therapy. I just had a guy that had it the other day as far as the um, – 
the antibody therapy. And it's been working great for a lot of people. I just talked to a good friend of mine. His son basically got the antibody therapy. And he was out of the hospital within a couple of days. We made sure we told him, do not put him on rendesivir. He didn't go on it. This is what's happening right now in front of everybody's faces. And most people don't even realize what drugs they're putting people on. You go in the hospital, you're sick. You go, okay, put me on an IV. You immediately go on an IV when you go in the hospital. They're, bam, nailing you with remdesivir. And you don't even know why your body's shutting down. Ask questions. I cannot encourage you anymore on this. Talk to your doctors. Talk to the family, demand you know what drugs they're putting your family on if they're going to be going to the hospital right now. This is not a joke. This is a very serious problem with this drug. And on top of that, at the same time, we see all this other news that's constantly popping up now. And now, sure enough, again, more evidence. Senator Ron Paul tweeted, surprise, surprise, Fauci lied again. He weighed in on the Monday bombshell from The Intercept for the Freedom of Information Act that revealed that Fauci and its parent NIH funded direct gain of research in Wuhan, China. If you remember when Fauci told Paul he was a liar of accusing him of funding the risky research, and of course now we're finding out through the release of the Freedom of Information Act that Fauci funded EcoHealth Alliance, a New York-based nonprofit headed by Peter DeZark, and engaged in gain-of-function research to make a chimeric SARS-based COVID virus, which confirmed would infect human cells. The documents made it clear that assertions by the NHI director, Francis Collins, and the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function was untruthful. The trove of documents include two previous unpublished grant proposals that were funded by the NIAID showing materials that 2014 and 2019 had direct NIH grants to EcoHealth to, with subcontracts in Wuhan to fund gain-of-function research. The material confirms the grant supported the construction in Wuhan of a novel chimeric SARS-related coronavirus that combined a spike gene from one coronavirus with genetic information from another coronavirus and confirmed the resulting virus could infect human cells. The materials further reveal that the grants also supported the building of a combined spike protein from one MERS-related coronavirus with genetic information from another MERS-related coronavirus. These guys cooked this up in a lab and started on it in 2014, and Fauci was directly funding it. These guys knew exactly what they were doing. This, this thing that we're seeing right now, this COVID, which is not even – this isn't even COVID. This is the name they put on it. This is a directed bioweapon they have built in a lab now. They've worked on it since 2014. They had it perfected by 2019, and they intentionally released it in Wuhan to see what it would do on a small basis and how fast it would spread. And it took off like a wildfire over there. Now what we're seeing is they've dialed in this spike protein with these injections, and they're going to continue to keep pushing the shots over and over and over again and keep blaming the unvaccinated individuals for the ones that are causing the spread, which is complete and total lie. The reason why you're seeing places like Gibraltar have a 99% 
vaccination rate, but yet they're spiking through the roof with COVID cases. Obviously, guys, is it because people are unvaccinated? It's because the individuals that are injected are starting to have these horrific side effects from this shot months down the road, which is exactly what the doctors said. They said within two to three years, a large percentage of the people that have been injected with all these shots are either going to be dead or have horrific side effects. And the problem is they're contagious while they have it as well. This is not a joke. This is what's happening right now, and that's why I've encouraged everybody, make sure you're keeping the immune system strong right now. It's not a difficult task. It's actually very easy to do. We've seen it now in numerous cases, and what's ironic is I was talking to the guy yesterday that did the home inspection for me. He said that one of the doctors there when he was basically starting to check out was telling him basically how ivermectin didn't work, and he said, buddy – I've been taking ivermectin the whole time. I'm checking out now. He said, I didn't start getting better till I started taking ivermectin. The doctor, oh, you, you can't do that. He said, I did get over it. And he goes, ironically enough, my entire family did, and they kicked it as well when they were stacking it with vitamin C and D3. This guy knew exactly what he was talking about. He said the doctor got all irate and mad, ran out of the room. He said, they do not want you to recover. They have a financial incentive to make sure you stay in the hospital as long as you can, and then you die. And I looked at him and said, that's kind of dark, man. He goes, do you not think these doctors and these nurses – he goes, and I'm not saying all of them know this. I'm not saying this at all. He said, but do you not think these doctors and nurses aren't watching people come in? With mild COVID cases and they need O2 and they're putting them on remdesivir and within days they're going into organ failure. He said, you've seen it multiple times. I personally witnessed it. I've talked to other people that have had it. Do you not think they're correlating this together? I talked to a good friend of mine who works at Publix warehouses and I told him about remdesivir and he didn't really believe me yesterday. He said, ah, there's no way they're doing that. He goes, there's no way. He goes, I got a nurse at Lakeland Regional. He goes, I got a nurse that I'm really good friends with over there. I'm going to call her up. I said, call her up. I said, please, call her up. I'd actually love to know this. I'd really, really be interested to know what she says because I'm hearing this all over the place. And he texts me up, and he said, I quote right now, dang, bro, you're right. I just called my girl up that works at the COVID ICU. She said they confirm that's the treatment that they're using on every person that comes in, and she said they thought it was pointless and it did not help at all, and they could not figure out why they were giving it. That's what he told me when he talked to a COVID ICU nurse at Lakeland Regional yesterday. It was pointless, and they did not know why they were giving it to the patients because it wasn't working. They were getting worse. Now, again, you got to understand. A lot of these nurses and physicians, they're trained to do what they're told. They're told to follow orders. Doctor says administer this. That's what they're told to administer. So what's happened is now the nurses are going and looking and going, why are we doing this? This drug isn't working. What she doesn't realize is it's not only not working, it's making the problem 100 times worse. So again, my friends, you have to do your research. You have to ask questions. You have to go in and start getting directly involved if you have somebody in the hospital and say, listen, this is not okay. We had my, my grandma. She ended up going to the hospital with COVID. Sharon, we were all actively involved in getting a hold of the doctors and making sure that they did not put her on this drug. They actually put her on the antibody treatment, and sure enough, she bounced back really quick. She responded to it really well. 
if you start going in and you start telling these doctors absolutely under no certain terms does she consent or do we consent to you putting them on remdesivir, you make sure you tell your family members in the hospital they do not consent to going on remdesivir. At that point in time, if they still decide to put them on that drug, they have a liability exposure now, especially if you've basically told the doctor and they've told the doctor and you have record of that now you have to get proactive right now because remember again these hospitals get a plug of almost forty thousand dollar kickback every single person that dies if it's covid related you have to understand you have to follow the money once you follow the money it's not difficult to figure out where everything started to headed right now we've said that so many times once you see how the bankers that control the pharmaceutical companies are making hundreds of billions of dollars off this. I told you guys the numbers of what Pfizer's going to make if they start pumping out three and four booster shots a month, which is not a month, a year, excuse me. They're going to start making upwards. If they charge $45 a booster to the state and the country, they're going to be making upwards of $700 billion a year just off COVID. What do you think is going to happen next when Pfizer gets approval of the drug, the antiviral pill drug that you're supposed to take every single day if you've had COVID now to prevent you from getting COVID again? That They've already started manufacturing before it's even got approved. What do you think is going to happen with this, guys? It's not a joke. It's not coincidence. It's a very, very well-orchestrated plan that's working very effectively as long as people keep putting their head in the sand, they keep wearing a mask, they keep following orders, and they keep doing what they're told. If you stop all those things I just said, everything comes to a screeching halt. Once you become self-sufficient with your immune system, once you start staying healthy, once you know how to treat the body naturally – and let it basically take care of itself with natural supplements and maybe a drug here or there that's been approved for the last 35 years that works effectively well, you start realizing you don't have to be a slave. You don't have to walk around like a peasant with a mask on your face because you're so terrified of getting in a conflict. You hold your head up high and say, I'm an American. I'm a patriot. I'm a free man. I was made in the image of God Almighty. I don't have to listen to anything you have to say. I don't have to listen to mandates from the complete and total corrupt CDC. I take care of myself with the help of God and with the help of nutrients, with the help of wisdom and knowledge that I've compiled. That is where we have to start taking everything right now, guys, because the longer that people stay terrified in fear and refuse to ask questions, refuse to go against the narrative, this will not stop. Like Dad just said a minute ago, there are Fauci's already talking about September 20th. They're planning on having the booster shot approved. That's if right. nobody's figured this out now, Fauci pretty much tells everybody what's about to happen before it happens. Almost everything he said, it happens before, right after he says it because he is the go-to spearhead on this. He funded it. He made sure it was built. He made sure the whole entire populace was lied to about it, and he's continued to lie about every single vaccine and the effectiveness of it. He is the point man for the CIA pushing this operation right now on a global agenda, Dan. No, you're right. I mean, you know, now as far as the hospitals also getting $40,000 for every COVID death, we've read that. We have not vetted that. I want you guys to know that. It's really important that we don't say that about any ridiculous you know, thing that they're doing with the hospitals. That we do know at the beginning of the pandemic, they were getting X amount of dollars for every COVID patient they treated and every COVID person who died. We know that year and a half ago and we know that they were getting paid by the government if it went down as the cause of death we know that but again i'm going to say this and i said this the other day and it's really important that we get this 
We have programmed the medical professionals in this country to be greedy and not to think through the Rockefeller Rothschild Industrial Medical Complex. We have done all of this by trying to intentionally put other forms of medicine, naturopathic medicine, you know, chiropractic medicine, homeopathic medicine, making them all, quote unquote, how should I say, quacks and charlatans and calling them names and saying, you're not real. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. The only thing that really matters is that you go to a certified licensed medical college or medical school in the United States and you follow the AMA and the procedures that they put out, like ivermectin's not going to be a treatment protocol. Remember, the AMA is completely and totally compromised, just like the, I hate to say this, the National Rifle Association has got some really bad leadership now. So we've got a lot of people out there that don't want you to know what the real agenda is behind what they're doing. And we have a hospitalization program now that's working throughout the country with the AMA. That's intentionally putting people on a product like remdesivir that's been linked to permanent kidney failure within five days and cascading organ failure within 10 days. It got so bad with the World Health Organization in Africa with the Ebola years ago, this is like 10 years ago, that they were having people in the villages that were perfectly healthy, and they were coming in and infecting them with Ebola and then putting them on their remdesivir and other types of products and watching them all die. It got to the point, now listen to me, that the World Health Organization, the people they were sending in were being killed by the natives before they did this because they began to realize that they were being killed by the World Health Organization and their lackeys coming in doing this testing on them. Well, isn't that exactly what the World Health Organization has been doing on us right now with remdesivir? Did they beta test it in Africa so they knew the death rate? Is this part of this new world order death rate that we've convinced doctors and hospitals now to intentionally inflict harm on their patients and forget about the Hippocratic Oath? But haven't we already done that with pediatricians and vaccines? Now, I'm asking these questions. You can think through it with me. There's a really good book that was written years ago by Dr. Mendelssohn. And so it was the name of the book was how to, how, to, how to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician. And he was a pediatrician. He was getting on all the talk show circuits, all of them. And he was also talking about vaccines and how they cause all these problems with autism, different types of mental disorders in children. He had wrote a really good book, Confessions of a Medical Heretic, and how it had become a religion in the United States. And people were basically going against the quote-unquote the clergy when they said stuff against the, what, the, what the standard medical procedure was. This guy was a brilliant communicator. He was funny. He was good on TV. And he started got, – he got on the talk show circuit. His book went nuts. It became a bestseller. And suddenly he dies in his sleep in his early 60s. He was thin and he was in good shape. Did they kill him? I don't know. Do I think they killed him? Probably. I don't know. I'm not making that claim. But I'm like – and then it becomes, well, who killed him? Well, I don't know. See, that's the problem that you get. You know, when people are involved in deaths, you know, and they, the person gets autopsied, and they died of a heart attack, the cause of death, unless they can prove there's a toxin in their body that caused it, is going to be a heart attack, myocardial infarction. The, the person who's doing the autopsy, the coroner, he can't write down the person was murdered. Unless there's clear signs of evidence the person had their throat cut or somebody put a bullet to their head. And he may not even say that they were murdered if they had a bullet put to their head. They may say that – he may say this may have been an attempted suicide. We don't know the cause of death. The cause of death was a 45 caliber bullet penetrated the – you know, the, the temple blew out the left quarter of the brain, and that's the cause of death. But he can't say who pulled the trigger. The coroner doesn't do that. So that's the problem that you get when these people just suddenly die. 
well, how did they die? Well, he put a shotgun in his mouth and he put a shotgun in his chest and he reached way down and pulled the trigger on the shotgun. Well, how do you know he did that? You don't know that. Was that one guy a few years ago who started talking about the cocaine and what was going on in the United States? And they suddenly he shot himself twice in the back of the head and it was ruled a suicide. Yeah. You know, I, I forgot his name. I'll look it up in a second. And, and the thing about it is, is that people do stuff and they people who are basically doing the autopsies and doing the research and doing the investigation are also paid off. And basically they're basically paid off in a way that they have the money in a Swiss account or they're blackmailed to do what they're doing. So many people said this, the same thing that happened with the John F. Kennedy autopsy. So all of these things happen over and over. Remember the guy who did the John F. Kennedy autopsy? I think he also did the autopsy in that Supreme Court justice. They found dead Scalise down on that ranch with all of that weird paraphernalia on the walls a couple of years ago from that big Satan group that he was with down there. You guys forget about that? And they were accused of actually hunting children on that ranch that like they do in Australia. Remember, Nicole Kidman's father was accused of being part of that Ninth Circle Satanic Ring in Australia in which they were actually actively hunting children on the ranch out there. He fled to another country. He suddenly died in the other country before he could give testimony. Guys, this thing is so pervasive with this Kabbalist cult that rules the world. Remember, and I've talked about this before in depth, this is a sex-death cult. See, this is a, this they get – I know it's going to sound crude. I don't, I don't mean it to sound like this, but it's just the way it is. They get off on people dying. It's like a sex thing for them. It's a, it's, a, it's a sex death cult. When people die, they get they get their jollies like that. They think that's great. They're sick. These people have no empathy whatsoever. And when people die, when you hear about these people dying on Remdesivir, they're like giggling in the corner because they're all so happy because they're so excited that the population of the planet is coming down to their 500 million, that they're willing to kill the 7.5 billion people to quote, say mother earth. And this is their goal. They don't care about how, and don't get me wrong. I really believe that we don't need an extra hundred million people every single year on the planet from third world countries because of a lack of proper, how should I say birth control techniques and basically not tying tubes in third world countries. And they're having eight, nine, 10, 12 children. I got it. Okay. I got it that we've got too many people coming on the planet right now. But the Western nations, Germany and England and France and the United States, other countries that are on the West, we have a negative population growth. We're not even sustaining our own population right now if it, if it wasn't for immigration. So what they're doing is they're using the immigrants that are coming from other countries into our countries, and they're basically supplanting, getting rid of the indigenous quote-unquote population that settled the countries of France or Germany or the United States, bringing in other people from other parts of the world, Afghanistan, South America, Central America, flooding them across our borders like they did in Germany in order to create a different race of people in a different mix, should I say, of who's in our country and who's not in our country. And it's important that we understand this. I mean, the World Health Organization, there's a brand new documentary. I'm going to post this online. The Burning Platform did a story on it. And it said the new documentary on the World Health Organization exposes the widespread corruption and the massive funding by Bill Gates. Now, I'm going to stop for a second and say this again. It's not Bill Gates' money. His father was directly involved with Planned Parenthood, like the president of it. And his mother was directly involved with the Federal Reserve Bank in Seattle. This is Rothschild money that funded Bill Gates, who pushed up Microsoft. The, the, art of the, 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 the movie is called Trust Who? A documentary film produced by Lillian Frank reveals the clandestine influence, including Bill Gates' role as the number one funder, which would be the Rothschilds, controlling the World Health Organization to the peril of the public. 
Trust Who is a documentary film produced by this person revealing the clandestine influences. Bill Gates is the number one funder of the World Health Organization, contributing more to the Who than $4.84 billion in its budget. That's a lot of money. Pharmaceutical companies previously influenced WHO's 2009 pandemic declaration. Experts later called the swine flu a false pandemic that was driven by Big Pharma, which is, again, Rothschild-controlled, which then cashed in on the health scare. WHO has a strong allegiance to China, which is, again, controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel and the Kabbalists, and its investigation into the COVID-19 origin. Even prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, the WHO released a statement that it had been discussions with Facebook – Facebook to assure people can access authoritative information on vaccines and reduce the spread of inaccuracies. In other words, stop alt media whose history clearly illustrates its allegiance to big pharma and other industries, including the downplaying of health effects caused by the 1986 Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Given the strong and ongoing evidence that who is heavily conflicted and controlled by the petrochemical Rothschild medical complex its usefulness as a guardian of public health needs to be reevaluated. Guys, I urge everybody to watch this movie. You can see it for online for free. And, and listen to me for a second. And also said this so clearly a few minutes ago. We've got a situation where right now we have to take responsibility for our own health. It's never been like this before to this level. You can't trust your doctor, and you sure in the heck can't trust that hospital that you want to go to. I'm letting you know that. And Austin's right. You know, I thank God that Shirley. You know, Sharon's mom, Austin's grandmother, recovered. And now we're going to have to get her, in, you know, into rehab. We're going to have to get her into assisted living. Or we're going to have to have her live with us for a bit because we know we need to do that as a family to get her back on her feet again. She's 87 years old. We all have to do that. We all have to pull together right now and work together as a team. We do. Take your vitamin C. Take your zinc. Take your potassium iodine. Most people forget that. Take your D3K2 every single day. Take a really good multiple vitamin. We still have the capsule multiples in stock. We'll have the powder back here pretty quick. And so here's the thing. We have to do our part now more than we've ever had to do before. We have to create a synergistic effect in which the patriots, that'd be us on this show and very few other shows that actually are telling the truth like we are, and tell you guys who's doing this. This is a sex death cult, a Shabbat cult that wants to destroy the planet, bring in a new world order a new world antichrist, resurrect their serpent god, build a third temple who control all the money, all Hollywood, all media, and control, <clears throat> and control Black, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and also control the, the money supply for the, for the bloodline families. This is the group that's doing all of this stuff, the ancient Canaanite religion cult, <clears throat> the sex death cult, the same group that used to have babies with these big orgies like they still did in Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick when he was trying to tell us the truth. And then nine months later, they call them breeders. These women actually sacrifice and eat their own children with a group of people. This is the same group. And you say, well, that's really horrible. I know that. But the problem is if we don't see who they are, we can't call them out. Now, it sounds crazy when you talk about this stuff. But the reality is we're locked down. They're intentionally killing people with Vendesivir. They're doing this on purpose. They know they're – but remember – they programmed these pediatricians, didn't they, for decades and decades and decades to get their bonuses from Blue Cross and Blue Shield if they had 100% vaccination rate, sometimes into the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for the practice, but they had to have all the kids vaccinated. 
And they watched these little children, these little innocent babies coming into their offices, completely alert, absolutely mentally acute, and watch one out of 32 of them with their lights go out because of the compounds that they're injecting into them and how they're, they're intentionally giving them autism and still did it for the money. That's the same group that's still doing it for the money with remdesivir. And these hospitals are doing it over and over and over again. And we've got to warn everybody. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Remember, stand firm in the faith. But this is the day the Lord hath made. And we will rejoice and be glad at it because he died for us. He sacrificed himself for us. And we have a blood covenant with the Most High God. But if we don't do what we need to do right now individually and as a group, as family members, and as basically our family, you guys are praying for us and we're praying for you every day. Then this thing ain't going to hold together much longer. I mean, the Federal Reserve Bank is now telling us, unless the the the, the 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 cap is expanded again next month, that the Fed and the United States government is going to default. I'm saying it again: default on the national debt. Yeah, that's how close we are. If we don't get a budget extension and a basically the ability to go out and expand the debt more and more and more, we are in full default. In other words, the United States as a country is bankrupt basically morally and financially and everything. And so we have to understand that, and we're not going to get any help from the pulpit. We, the people, we, the patriots, have to stand firm right now. I love you guys. Always remember, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, for he is the only answer we have. I appreciate you also going and finishing up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And if you think that these school systems aren't involved in the exact same program with pushing these agendas Here's a story for you to really wake you up. You guys remember yesterday I told you about the Las Vegas school that basically the teacher was taping the mask to the children. There actually five different cases. One of the kids finally went to the principal's office to pick up homework, and he walks in there, and superintendent goes, Dude, why, why is your mask taped to your face? Because the teacher got me in front of the class and basically humiliated me and taped it to my face because I forgot to pull it back up. That's the sickos you're dealing with. Well, you want to take it a step further. Now parents in California are schooling or excuse me, are suing the California public school system over the Department of Education in California attempt to force children to chant to Aztec gods as part of the new ethnic studies curriculum. You can't make this up. They go on to detail here. They said the lawsuit was filed Friday by the conservative legal firm Thomas More Society on behalf of the Californians for Equal Rights Foundations, individual taxpayers, and parents of current and former students. What's going on is the ethnic studies model curriculum, which has been approved by the Golden State's public schools with 6 million students in 10,000 schools. The curriculum includes a section of affirmation, chants, and energizers, including the Lock Ek affirmation, which invokes five Aztec deities. Although it's labeled as an affirmation, it addresses the deities by both name and traditional titles and recognizes them as a source of power knowledge and invokes their assistance and gives thanks to them. In short, it's a prayer, the legal firm said in a statement. Our clients have both religious and civic objections to this abtex prayer, and they do not want their children being exposed to it nor chanting it. And he goes on to say, little graphics, I'm going to let you guys know this, but this is, what, this is what the attorney says. He goes, the Aztec prayers were regularly performed during gruesome and horrific acts for the sole purpose of pacifying and appeasing the very beings that the prayers from the curriculum invoke. The human sacrifice, cutting out of human hearts, flailing of victims and wearing their skin are a matter of historical 
record, along with sacrifices of war prisoners and other repulsive acts and ceremonies the Aztecs conducted to honor their deities. Any form of prayer and glorification of these bloodthirsty beings and whose names horrible atrocities were performed is repulsive in any reasonable, informed observer. This curriculum unequivocally provokes Aztec gods and deities and will not be allowed to be in the school system. We want it removed now. There you go. That's what they're doing in California now, trying to get them to chant to the old Aztec gods. You can't be any more clear on what their agenda is and what they're trying to promote and what they're trying to normalize. This is not accidental, guys. This is not accidental or coincidental whatsoever. This is being done very, very specifically to cause these children to have absolutely no morals, no ethics, and to be going to this dark, dark direction. Why in the world would you have children chanting and praying to Aztec gods? There's, there's no historical curriculum to that. You can learn about some of the stuff they did in history. That's perfectly fine. But having them bring up prayers and chants and incantations and basically these 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 horrific gods and deities that they worship back then. There was a movie that Mel Gibson did years ago about the Aztecs. I can't remember the name. I saw it years ago. If you're interested in what they did back then, you look at them. That's what they did with those big old pyramids they would build is they would take individuals up there and they would lob their heads off and basically drain their blood down the entire the entire pyramid while they were chanting these exact things that they're telling these kids to chant. Wake up, my friends, and realize this is a war for the children 100%. They're doing every single thing they can to try to compromise these young children right now. It's very clear on that. I mean, you got teachers taping masks to their students' faces, taping masks to their face. Do you, and I have found out now this student or the, this teacher now, the, uh, the parent – has filed battery charges against this teacher. Now, I don't know if it's going to be anything that they can actually convict them of because it's basically his word against their word. I guess they're going to have to basically interview children. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not now. I'm not in Nevada, Las Vegas. But what I am saying is this stuff we have to stand firm on. This is why we've continued to push as strong as we could to remove these mass mandates from these children. This is an absolute atrocity. It's being done specifically to demean, humiliate, control, and essentially conquer these young kids at a young age. They're telling them and they're showing them that you do not have the right to see facials recognitions from your other students. You don't have the right to see the little nine or 10 year old girl you have a crush on your class smile at you. You don't have that right. You put a mask on and you shut up like a good little peasant child. That's why I said when I was at the doggone school board, when I got up there and I absolutely raised cane for three minutes, and brought up all the scientific research that stated masks don't work. And I came up and I said, my only conclusion that I can confirm with this school board is that these masks are simply there for conditioning and control. That is the only reasoning you can come up with after you do your research on this. And of course, they dropped the mask mandate, but a lot of a lot of state, a lot of uh, school boards have still done it. They've still tried to do it in Florida, and people are fighting tooth and nail. And I can I encourage you. Get involved locally the best you possibly can if you see this stuff happening right now. Because as I've said repeatedly, this isn't going to stop until we make it stop. They're going to continue to push this agenda over and over. Look, look what they did to everybody with these shots. 
I mean, look what they did. You get the shot, you don't have to wear the mask. You get the shot, you don't have to wear the mask. Everybody complied. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people complied. Okay, okay, I'll get the shot. I don't want to wear a mask anymore. I don't want to deal with this. I just blah, 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 blah. Okay, 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 okay. Turns around. Oh, uh, by the way, the shot's really not working that well, and uh, so you're just going to have to go and uh, wear the mask again indefinitely until we tell you you can take it back off. If anybody else not realize what they're doing right now, not realize the brain entrainment, the conditioning, the control that they've pushed on everybody through this, just just a thought. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. And thank you again for the support and the emails. I've been getting a ton of emails. I'm trying to get caught back up on them again. A lot of stuff has just gotten backlogged in the last couple of weeks. We've been very busy, you know, a little short staff on a few things, but we're getting caught up on everything. Thank you again for your patience. We're doing the best we possibly can. We do have the vitamin C with antioxidants back in stock on the website. You guys can grab that, and we have more coming in. We also have the N-acetylcysteine in route today. have a big batch of that coming in, so be sure to check it out on the website. Uh, you can order it today, get it rolling again. N-acetylcysteine was one of the primary supplements that I took large doses of for a short period. You don't want to take it very long in high doses. You can take it long-term in small doses, but it really helps to break up the chest congestion in the lungs and really helps to clear the lungs out. Really, really good glutathione precursor as well. So be sure to check that out, the N-acetylcysteine. Thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.